Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Going to do something a little different with the artist of the day. On this day in 1999, they released the seven, well, the hundred most songs played on the radio. And it, it, it ventures from longevity to songs that were covered to whatnot. Coming in at number seven, Simon and Garfunkel, Mrs. Robinson, 1968. All right, and with that, uh, we bring on our, our first guest today. He joins us at 1215 every Tuesday to talk Giants football. John Schmelk on with us. And uh, John didn't go well, obviously, uh, on Sunday, uh, 48-22 loss. To the Giants, uh, what do you? I guess let's just start with your overall takeaways from uh, from what was a lopsided defeat. Hey, look, we talked about it last week, right, guys? The Eagles are a <clears throat> more talented team. They showed it. Uh, they basically did whatever they wanted on offense. They ran it. And when the Giants played coverage, they threw it short. When the Giants played zone, they went downfield. When the Giants played man, and Jalen Hurts played really well. And the Giants did not play their best game. And you know, the Giants failed to, to stop the Eagles in those respects. The Giants' offensive line really struggled against the Eagles' pass rush. And that's kind of the formula for, for a big loss. Luckily for the Giants, everything's still in front of them, and they have Washington this week. And if they win that game, they'll be in a great position to make the playoffs. All right, we'll get to that one in a moment. Uh, I, I don't know about you, John, and I almost I, I feel bad bringing this up, but with the Eagles, like every week I'm kind of, you know, I'm like, they're good, but you know, are, are they really the best team in the NFL? And and the you know, every time I say that, they go out and they just they look more and more impressive week after week. Like, am I missing something here? Like, are they truly in your mind, hands down, best team in the NFL? And I don't know if it's hands down. I mean, I think the Chiefs are really good. I think the Bills are really good. I think the Bengals are really good. But they're in with those four teams. I mean, and if you want to argue they're the best, I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, they're very talented. They have a, a slew of pass rushers, a good wide receivers, a very good offensive line, they have two good cornerbacks. And the only thing, in my opinion, before the year that I had questions about when it came to the Eagles roster was the quarterback. And Jalen Hurts is, has made vast improvements as a passer. You know, he had issues earlier in his career in terms of seeing things quick enough, um, staying in the pocket, not looking to run too soon. And he's just corrected all of those issues to his credit. Those are hard things. Those are a lot of instinctual things for a quarterback that are hard to teach. But he's really made strides in those areas, and he's playing like a true MVP. And if he's throwing the ball like he did against the Giants the rest of the year, they are as good, if not better, than anyone else in the NFL. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the MVP. You think he's the MVP right now? I I would still pick Mahomes myself. Um, I think the fact that Mahomes is doing what he's doing after losing Tyreek Hill is really impressive. Um, Like, really impressive. And Jalen Hurts, I think, has a much better situation around him than Mahomes does in terms of weapons and such. So I would vote Mahomes, but Jalen Hurts would be my second-place finisher. All right. Uh, How about some injury updates now on the Giants? Uh, Xavier McKinney, uh, Adoree Jackson, Leonard Williams. Where do things stand with those guys? I would not. I mean, we don't know anything yet. It's too early. We haven't practiced yet this week, so there's no injury report or anything like that. Uh, I would be surprised if Xavier McKinney is back. He had a second surgery last week on his hand to take the pins out, uh, so I still think he's a little bit away. I don't think he's a lot of strength in that hand yet. 
I mean, could you put him out there in a club? I guess, but I'm not even, you know, I would not count on McKinney. If he plays, I'd consider it a bonus. I think Adoree Jackson's got a shot coming back from that MCL. This is kind of in the window of time that you thought he would be in when he suffered that injury, but he hasn't practiced at all yet. So I would like to see him on the practice field to start this week on Wednesday, and then I'd give him a shot on Sunday, and they need him against Terry McLaurin, who, who really killed him in that first game. And then Leonard Williams, he was limited last week. He had that next thing, and he's had that intermittently throughout the year. It got re-aggravated against Washington a couple weeks ago. I would, out of those three guys, I think I feel probably best about him. Um, just given the nature of the injury. So those, and I think you hit the three major guys. Those are the important ones. And, you know, hopefully you get him back on the field. But I, I think Jackson is the really important one, um, given, again, Terry McLaurin and, and how much trouble he gave the Giants last week. Uh, how about, uh, what, what do you make of Evan Neal's uh, poor performance <laughs> against the Eagles? Yeah, it was bad. Um, there is no two ways about it. No, like, oh, well, you know, it was only a couple plays here. No, no, it was bad. Um, Hassan Reddick was really good. And I think those are the type of players that, at least his pass protection, I thought his run blocking was fine. Um, I thought that, you know, Reddick is the type of player that's going to give Neil trouble. Neil's a bigger guy. Reddick's a little bit smaller. He's a little bit faster. He's a little bit quicker. Um, he has that good bend and he gets low and I think his speed really gave Neil problems. Now, the last time Neil had a game like this was against the Dallas Cowboys earlier in the year, he bounced back and he played really well. So he's going to do it this week. We'll see if Chase Young is back. If he is, that could be a challenge. Him and Montez sweat. Uh, he played pretty well against Washington two weeks ago, so we'll see. But yeah, that was a poor performance and you hope he bounces back and the Giants might have had some chances to get the ball down the field, guys. I look looking back at the coaches tape uh, yesterday and this morning, they had a couple of guys open deep passes down the field, but Daniel Jones did not have time to get it to him because the offensive line, including uh Neil, did not hold up. All right, let's uh, turn our attention now to, to this weekend's game against the, the commanders and you know, is is this the season on the line, John, or, or is that overstating? Like, if they lose this game, what are their chances that they can still make it into the playoffs? If they win, uh, they have a really good chance of being in. It's not guaranteed. You know, if the Giants win, they lose their final three, they could still not go in. But it's 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 almost a win and you're in. It's a win and you feel really comfortable. That's how I'll put it. It's a win and you feel good. If you lose, you're probably not going to finish ahead of Washington. Because you're basically two games behind them with the tiebreaker with three games to go. So that's going to be tough. But even if they lose, they still have a shot to finish ahead of Seattle, who has a really tough schedule coming up. They still have to play San Francisco. Uh, They have a couple other really tough teams on their schedule. And then Detroit's two games back. And frankly, that's the team I'm probably a little bit more worried about than Seattle at this point. They're kind of heading in opposite directions. Uh, Detroit is on fire. And they have some winnable games left on their schedule. So even if they lose, if the Giants finish and win two out of the last three, I think they've got a good chance of being in. But it'll make their lives a lot easier if they beat Washington on Sunday night. John, the fact that they just played, does that affect the you know the, the preparation for this game at all, the game plan, the scheme? Does that uh, – yeah, I mean, it's the same for both teams, obviously, but how do you think it'll impact it, if anything? Yeah, it's a great question. Um I don't know the answer to that. Obviously, I've never, you know, game plan when you have, you know, a game against the same opponent, um, you know, that close together. I think it's really unique for Washington since they were on a bye this week and they literally haven't played a game since they played the Giants last, which is, which is a little odd. I'm not sure I've ever seen that before in terms of the NFL schedule and uh, how that thing kind of worked out. So for me, 
you know, I, I bet you both teams probably left a couple things on the cutting room floor before the last game to save them for this week. But to me, these two teams are more familiar with each other now. I think it's gonna. It was twenty to twenty in game one. I think to me, this feels like an even lower scoring game. It's gonna be cold on Sunday night. My sideline reporter Howard Cross will be thrilled to be out there in that cold <laughs> weather on Sunday night in Washington D.C. And I think it's gonna be a real like this could be like a thirteen ten barn burner type of game here, guys. That would not shock me. All right, and and John, I guess last question for you. Now that you know yeah. we've seen the emergence of the Cowboys, the Eagles have been good all year. What is the feel around this team and, and around this Giants locker room right now as it pertains to you know their goals this season, just how they feel about themselves uh, heading into the stretch run? Yeah, Brian Dable does a really nice job of not getting too high or too low. I think that's one of his strengths as a coach. You really can't tell, you know, after a game if they, you know, won or lost. And I think he does a good job of that. And I think for in, in, in a lot of ways that has filtered into the locker room a little bit. So the players don't get too up or too down. I think they do a really nice job of that. But look, obviously the players understand that they're, what is it, one, three, and one in their last five games? There's a one, four, and one now, something like that. So they have to, one, three, and one. So they have to play a better brand of football if they want to make the playoffs. You want to take care of your own business, right? You don't want to be a team that has to rely on other teams to get in. We saw what happened a few years ago when the Giants had to rely on Philadelphia to win a game to get into the playoffs. That didn't work out. Take care of your own business. So I think this game is very important. If the Giants come out, play poorly in this game, and they lose, I would be worried about, you know, the boulders starting to roll down the mountain a little bit too quickly. Uh, but if they come out, play well, recover quickly, and bounce back from that Eagles game, I think they'll be in just fine shape. All right. Uh, it is a, it's a night game, as you mentioned. Eight twenty kickoff, uh, Giants at Commanders. John, thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the week. We'll do it again next Tuesday. Appreciate it, boys. Have a good one. See you All next right. week. You as well. There he is. Uh, John Schmelk, reporter host for the New York Giants. And with that, we'll take a timeout. We'll open up the phone lines for the rest of our number one. Joe Girard coming your way at 1 o'clock here in studio. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.